New on Curiosity Stream. Have researchers figured out a mathematical formula for success? A clearer understanding of how success happens could lead us to change the rules. Gain a new perspective on getting ahead. It's science of success. And the U.S. won the space race, but not without help from the Nazis. They were just years ahead of us. Meet NASA's rocket scientists of the Third Reich on the moon landing and the Nazis. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. In this week's episode, we will discuss education reform on mission. Hello, everyone. This is Danielle Washington coming to you live from Ms. Buffy Williams' office. <laughs> Just sitting around thinking about life and trying to become better people tonight, so check us out. Welcome back. You're on the air with Buffy Williams, and you have been listening to the New Heights Show on Education. We have been discussing the show's purpose on mission. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, This is your host, Buffy Williams, and you're listening to the New Heights Educational Group, the New Heights Show on Education. Tonight's topic is flipped classrooms. Uh, A recap on last week's show, we interviewed or reviewed the comments for uh, the content within the 2020 Global Education Monitoring Report, which outlined an international framework for the global plan for education in 2030. On tonight's episode, we are discussing one of the emerging trends in education, flipped classrooms. So join us as we discuss and tell us what you think about flipped classrooms and your view on flipped classrooms. Uh, You can call us at 917 nine four eight seven five four two or put your comments in the chat or tag us on social media using the hashtag NHEG or as always you can post your comments on Twitter at Buffy underscore awaken or on Spreaker, Instagram or YouTube. Remember that my fellow New Heights host Erica Hansen's show airs on Thursdays at two o'clock PM Mountain Standard Time. 1 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Um, I wanted to go back before we talk about flipped classrooms to remind my audience about why I chose to do 
um, this particular show with the New Heights Educational Group and why I decided to volunteer. I think it's important that um, we periodically reflect on what our purpose is and our intention for the things that we do. And I wanted to share with you all, uh, if you haven't listened to my previous broadcast, one of the things that I mentioned in my intro show was that one of the reasons why I've been so passionate about education is the fact that when I was in school, I feel that I uh, wasn't necessarily given all the options that I wanted or I wasn't uh, in an environment where I could explore my academics in the way that I wanted to um, or the way that would enhance me or allow me to expand my thinking beyond uh, a certain level or explore different alternatives for um, learning. And I was, uh, I would guess you would say, a different type of learner. I'm usually a visual and auditory learner. Um, but I also like to engage in actual activity and hands-on things. And so when I do that, it allows me to, you know, things just kind of click for me when I put it into practice and application versus more of a lecture style. But um, I do tend to lean toward a varied approach, uh, I guess you would say, as far as education is concerned. And I talked a little bit about unschooling and homeschooling and my reasons for wanting to do that as well. And for that reason, I chose flipped classrooms as one of the topics um, for the show because I feel like it approaches education in a different way. So even if this particular approach is in a public school setting uh, or a homeschool setting, uh, I feel that it's, it's beneficial. And I want you also to know that the information from our sources, you, you know, you can read this information um, and get this information yourself. And I am providing all of this content from my sources because I'm not an expert in the field. And I'm just like most parents uh, and grandparents out there. Are, I'm very interested in education and, and the trajectory of our country as far as education is concerned and where we're going and what things we're going to teach our children in order to move our country forward. And so I like to look at variant approaches to education and kind of why we're doing what we're doing, not necessarily going through the motions, but kind of evaluating where we are, where we want to go, um, and kind of what we're doing at the moment. Um, and my sources for tonight's show are theeducationnext.org and also Vanderbilt University Center for Teaching. Um, and again, you know, I've had some time to reflect on, you know, what is flipped classrooms and, you know, how does it work? So just as a reminder of why I do the show and what my intention is, my intention is to just simply give people, everyday people who are just like me, more information who may not have the time to, you know, research these articles at the moment, but maybe they'll jot them down and go back and review them later. But 
they're passionate about, you know, what we're actually offering our children and kind of what they can do, maybe even as a teacher, as an administrator, as a, as a um, education system or a district, you know, what things can we do to better assist our or equip our students for the next chapter in their lives. So with that said, you know, I hope that this show is something that you find useful um, as a parent, as a student, as a teacher, as, you know, as an administrator, as um, a citizen of our, our, our world. And I hope that um, the things that I've offered to you in the past have been beneficial. I do have a quote tonight uh, from Oprah, Oprah Winfrey, and it reads, Every time you state what you want or believe, you are the first to hear it. It's a message that both you and others it's a message to both you and others about what you think is possible. So don't put a ceiling on yourself. So for the listeners out there, if you are reaching for new educational heights or you're looking for um, better ways to improve your students, um, don't set a limit on what they can achieve because um, if you set limitations, then that's as far as you can go. So uh, when we talked about uh, the the concept of flipped classrooms, Colorado's um, Pikes Peak veteran at veteran at um, the Woodland Park High School, a chemistry two chemistry teachers actually Jonathan Bergman and Aaron Sams they kind of stumbled on the idea of flipped classrooms. They um, were struggling to find time to teach a particular lesson after a lot of students have been absent. And so they put um, $50 together um, to buy a particular software that allowed them to record a lesson and annotate the lesson and then post them online. And when they did that, they found that this was a tool that they could use online that was very useful and, uh, it was mostly used to kind of review the lesson and kind of reinforce the lesson that was actually taught within the classroom. But what they realized was that it gave them an opportunity to rethink how they use their classroom time. And so the flipped classroom is what they called it. Um, was introduced. And so there's no one particular model or co- core idea for um, flipped classrooms um, or the flipped classroom instructional approach. Um, And teacher, it's centered around uh, a teacher creating a video um, and an interactive lesson that can be viewed by the student at home and and accessed prior to the student coming to the classroom. So in advance of them coming to the classroom and then Um, The classroom becomes a place where they can kind of work through the problems and talk about advanced concepts and engage in collaborative learning and look at all aspects of instruction um, and maximize their classroom time. So 
flipped classroom um, teachers um, almost always they they look at not only the instructional component, um, but they also integrate different aspects to it. So when they look at it, they look at it and they think about, well, when students come in, if they view the information prior to coming to class, it's a good way for them to um, maybe ask better questions or more insightful questions and think more deeply about the content. And they can more easily, they found that they could more easily query the students on, you know, what concepts they had learned and what were the misconcepts about the actual content that they were involved in. And they could clear up any incorrect notions. And so with that particular format, you know, in the video lessons, they think that the students can think more independently and individually, you know, be able to come up with ways to engage and ask questions within the classroom. And so the students that may be struggling or may have acted out in the past because uh, the instruction was given prior to the class, they felt that they could give more attention to the students who were struggling. And so once the classroom time came, the more advanced students had more freedom and more independent learning uh, environment, but the students who were struggling could receive more um, of a better um, engaged process with the teacher, whereas maybe in the past, those students wouldn't actually speak up and say, I'm struggling with a particular area. Um, they found that those students were the ones that tended to ask more questions. And so they felt like it fostered a better relationship and a greater student engagement and provided also a higher level, level of motivation because the more advanced students felt, okay, I see the concept, I heard the concept, I got the concept, and now I can assist my peers with understanding the material and also the teacher had more time to work with those students who are struggling. And so students and teachers from across the country started using these lessons and then they had a particular school in D.C. Um, that focused on uh, different aspects of the flipped classroom where it was most um, used to um, craft maybe like four to six minute videos that really focused on um, clear and concise bite-sized chunks of content so that um, the, the videos would be focused and that the students could pay attention to the details and the nuances of the instruction. So um, what they decided was if they focused on the pace of the videos and used um, visual representation and also developed assignments and practices that went along with the lessons um, that it would be more useful. So not only did they do like the initial instructors, you know, just presenting the information. So this, this group of, of teachers in DC, they actually presented the information and then they had a quiz or an assignment or practice associated with that particular video. And they felt like that was a more um, 
beneficial way for the students to be able to learn the concepts and the instruction also for them to be able to kind of test their learning uh, and reasoning before they actually came to the classroom so we're talking about flip classrooms today and uh, I'm your host Buffy Williams and we're going to take a short break and I will be with you after the break Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group educational resources to help reach your goals. New on Curiosity Stream. This bear's walking right at me. We'll see if he wants trouble or not. Follow filmmaker Casey Anderson as he gets an unprecedented face-to-face look at Alaska's fiercest carnivores on the Tracker's Diary, Bears of Katmai. Plus, why is a tiny island in the Pacific one of America's most crucial outposts? Discover the truth behind this mysterious Trans-Pacific stopover on Extremities Wake Island. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest-growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully-accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. Welcome back. I'm your host, Buffy Williams, and you're listening to the New Heights Educational Group, the New Heights Show on Education. And tonight's topic is flipped classrooms. And we were talking about uh, flipped classrooms and another uh, method of utilizing flipped classrooms before the break. But also, um, flipped classrooms is coming into the mainstream, and I know that this is a term that maybe some of you have already heard because it kind of started back in uh, 2013. So, of course, you know, they've had a number of years to kind of move this into mainstream. So, Bergman and Sams have actually completed a book that kind of helps teachers and so it helps uh, educators and so they go to conferences education conferences and they present information uh, on flipped classrooms and they train teachers on how to utilize this method um, and pilot it within their schools and so this particular platform um, teachers everywhere have created ways um, to share videos as well. So that's an emerging trend so that maybe a teacher has a particular subject. And so they're looking at ways that teachers can maybe not even create the content themselves, but um, you utilize content that's already been created. And so with the emergence of Khan Academy, which is a free resource that is a, a philanthropy mission that is free to all students, Um, They're also looking at incorporating, because Khan Academy has this um, plethora of online instructional material and media that possibly, well, Bill Gates said um, that, you know, this particular 
tool can be integrated within the flipped classroom. So instead of the instructor actually um, teaching the course themselves, they could embed the video that's already been created and use that as a new instructional approach. But they also caution that, you know, the real danger is that you know, it may be a reduction in the number of students. It could just be a fad and students may not, you know, gravitate towards it naturally. But they also caution that, you know, sometimes it well with, with any concept. And that's with all of us. It takes some time to to actually understand, you know, the inner workings of a new concept. You know, you've been doing something for so long. So there are going to be critics out there no matter what you do. Um, but. Um, they also find that the ideas behind flipped classrooms is not new. Um, the National Center for Academic Transformation also had colleges that kind of experimented with this idea in the areas of math, science, and English, and a couple of other disciplines. And they thought that it led to improved learning um, and the students seem to be re-engaged and it improved their motivation uh, and also set proper expectations for monitoring the student throughout the process. And so, you know, many of these courses were redesigned and they focus on incorporating um, more project-based learning opportunities. And they do also say that, you know, some of the dangers of this is that, you know, there's a battle between the teacher and the technology and, and how are you going to balance that? But also looking at the fact that when you recruit and train teachers, that you need to make sure that you support your quality teachers so that they are able to um, utilize this method. Um, and there's not such a... Um, they call it deprofessionalism. So it's like you don't have the actual profess professional teaching the course. You actually have um, technology teaching your students. And so there's got to be a balance there. And so in some ways, um, you know, these criticisms can help build um, build a program because it shows you maybe where your weaknesses may be. Right. And so. With that, you can utilize that information and not look at it in a negative sense, but use it to enhance your instructional process if you're thinking about incorporating flipped classrooms within your classroom structure. And so um, with those instructional videos and, in, and interactive simulation, um, there are, you know, different ways that educators and administrators can control that process and then make it more uh, adaptive to their particular school and also, you know, guide the educators through making, you know, smart decisions as it relates to transforming uh, a classroom into a potential flipped classroom. And so it, it may be a buzzword now, but one of the things is that it just focuses on how do students gain their first exposure to new material outside of the classroom? And so you have this one method where, you know, it's via reading or lecture videos. And then the students use their time to do the harder work um, in the actual classroom doing problem solving or simulating um, discussion or it could be debate over a particular particular topic. And 
So that means that the lower level cognitive work takes place outside of the classroom. And then, of course, the more um, upper level thinking or regarding the traditional model would be in the classroom. And so if you think about it, um, they're really focusing on the higher cognitive um, area within the classroom, which is, you know, supporting uh, the students through, you know, application and analysis of the material and then evaluating whether or not that actual material was retained. And so, and looking at, you know, flipped classrooms and focusing on the process, you know, and the part of learning that, you know, allows the students to kind of analyze the material, they gain that first exposure at home. And so it's just, um, I guess, a given that you think that these students um, are engaged that actually have a fundamental knowledge or an underlying knowledge of the content material because that's another um, critical point because all the students need to have an opportunity to provide, you know, proper feedback. But if they don't have the foundation secure, then that could be a flaw in the model. So that, you know, when you actually incorporate the flipped classrooms in some way, you know, you're going to have varying results depending on um, the foundational knowledge of the student. And so that's with any instructional model. You're always going to have a particular set that um, are going to instantly, um, you know, gravitate towards whatever um, knowledge is being proposed. And then you're going to have those that struggle. And so you're going to have to find a way to be able to do that. But the argument is that if the students don't understand that knowledge, that the teacher has more time to work with them one on one. And so there are different types of exposure. First exposure. So you can have, you know, the students reading the textbooks, the lecture um, videos by the teacher, or you can have PowerPoint presentations with voiceovers. And then you can also have um, printed PowerPoint slides. So those are like the first exposures. And then this can ensure that the students are prepared um, with the concepts and they could also complete a worksheet periodically and randomly judged by the teacher. So it encourages the student. They don't know when it's going to be graded. So the, the thought there is that they would pay more attention to the lesson because they don't exactly know when it's going to be collected. And then they could use that class time and spend that on activities and process and application of the actual lesson, whether that's through many lectures or small group discussions. And this tends to, they say, motivate the students more because um, because of that first exposure is so varied. And so it tackles the student like maybe me, who is a varied learner in learning approaches. And so it gives them different ways in which to retain the information. And then regarding their peer um, peer instruction, uh, it's described as a form of, you know, uh, it's called the peer instruction PI model. And it requires the student to gain their first exposure um, prior to class using quizzes and case studies. And so then that would mean that 
they would be presented with the material and then they would actually receive a quiz to say that they have a conceptual learning um, of whatever the material is. And also another approach to that would be they come to class and all the students are given a clicker and they're giving given multiple choice answers and all the students at one time answer the question. And if you have a large number of students that don't understand the question, then the teacher would have an opportunity to present to the class either in small groups or maybe they would have, you know, maybe typically 15, uh, 13 to 15 minutes to kind of discuss why it is that some of them pick this answer versus the correct answer. And then they would use that as an instructional model. And so, you know, Harvard has done studies on this and there have been other published studies on flipped classrooms and, you know, lectures via this method and looking at um, whether or not the student and the instructor receive the proper feedback in order for this to be a workable model. And so, you know, researchers are uh, are doing a lot of information on this and um, they have a lot of information and context for you to look at the framework and also um, look at opportunities to provide this to your students um, and hopefully um, provide you with an alternative way of presenting your classroom material. Um, again, you know, there are key elements within this flipped class classroom method. You know, one is providing students an opportunity to gain more exposure prior to class, uh, then um, providing an incentive for students to be prepared for class by doing like online quizzes and workshops uh, worksheets and um, other assignments and then providing a mechanism for them to access uh, student understanding. So the student um, is prepared. They have these pre-classes, pre-quizzes, uh, and then it can be instruction just in time, right? So uh, the students have activities that are focused on the key elements of where they're struggling because they've taken the quiz ahead of time so they know the areas that in which that didn't resonate with them and they can pinpoint specific areas if that makes sense to you guys and so and then the last one is that it provides um, in-class activities that focus on a higher level of cognitive activities and so if the student has gained the basic knowledge um, outside of the classroom um, then they need to spend the class time to promote deeper learning uh, and but they also note that this is also dependent on um, the learning goals for this particular class and also on um, the class culture of discipline and so we know that those are other factors that need to be considered but if you want more information you can look at the um, Chronicle of Higher Education um, for additional class information on flipped classrooms. And I hope that um, tonight's topic was interesting for you guys. And next week we will be talking about K through 12 grading system. So thank you for joining us.
We hope that you join us next week. That's our time, and you have been listening to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm your host, Buffy Williams. If you like what you've heard, search for us on your smart speaker and listen to us anytime. Thank you for listening. Good night. Until we meet again next Tuesday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, as we discuss next week's topic. Enjoy expanded content from the New Heights Education Group hosts on Blog Talk, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and Watch No Learning. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings. Get ready for the smartest bundle in streaming. Six streaming services for the intellectually curious. Featuring Curiosity Stream with the best collection of documentary films and TV shows. Psalm TV and great stories from the world of wine. Taste Made for the fun side of food and travel. Topic with the best thrillers and crime stories. And so much more. From nature to history, technology to food, mystery to adventure. Get six streaming services for one low price. And less than $6 a month, it's the best deal in streaming. Learn more and sign up now at smartbundle.com.